The Leap Foundation proudly presents the Meet the Mentor podcast with Dr. Bill Dorfman. Dr. Bill is a TV host, New York Times bestselling author, two-time Guinness World Book record holder, fitness guru, celebrity cosmetic dentist, and philanthropist who founded the Leap Foundation. Here's Dr. Bill. Hey, Dr. Bill here. So I have a really funny story about our next Meet the Mentor guest, which I will tell you in a second, but I'm super duper excited. Leap 2022 will be live and virtual. We're hoping to have about 500 kids live and probably several thousand virtually. Um, And it will be exciting and fun and everything that Leap has always been. And, you know, I think the greatest thing about Leap is that students walk away with so much information and so many things to do. But the best, best, best part of it are just the connections and the friends that they make. I mean, many of the kids that have gone through LEAP have said that their best friends in life are the people that they met at LEAP and they've stayed friends throughout their life. I mean, I know that's for sure true with Charlie Gallagher, our director. I mean, if you ask him who his three or four best friends are, they were all people he met at LEAP and he's been friends with them since he's 16 and now he's 27, almost 30. 30. Oh my goodness. Time flies when you're having fun, Charlie. Uh, So LEAP 2022 will be July 17th to the 23rd at UCLA. If you come live um, virtually, wherever you are. So today's guest, Samantha, this is a crack up. I'm walking on the street in Beverly Hills and I see an old buddy of mine from the gym who's an agent and um, he's having dinner and we start talking and, and I say, hey, introduce me to your guests. So he introduces me to Samantha and I'm like, okay, you have to come to Leap and be a mentor. This woman is amazing. In fact, she's so amazing that today she was named by the Hollywood Reporter as being in the top 35 for under 35, which means she and I are about the same age. (laughs) Not really. But let me introduce you to Samantha. And you're going to know her work because you guys are hip and cool and you watch this stuff. And she just did one of my favorite, favorite movies in the last year. So this is Samantha Nissen-Boyum. She is a film producer and co-founder of The Giant Wildcat. It's the film production company that she and Chris McKay started in 2014. Alongside partnering with Chris, On all of his directorial endeavors, she also spearheads production and development for the company. Samantha is best known for her work on the Lego franchise, including the Lego Batman movie and the Lego Ninja movie. (laughs) It's a Ninjago movie. She also consulted with Robert Downey Jr. on Doolittle. Samantha produced, are you ready for this? The Tomorrow War, which I loved, 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 starring Chris Pratt for Amazon Studios. It premiered in July 2021. And upcoming, she has produced Reborn, starring one of my favorites, Sandra Bullock, and for Netflix and uh, Johnny Quest and Warner Brothers Pictures. Wait, for Netflix and is Johnny Quest a new movie? Johnny Quest is something we're working on at Warner's, yeah. 
Cool. Okay. Uh, she's currently producing um, Renfield for Universal Studios. Samantha grew up in the suburbs of Chicago. She is a proud USC Trojan with my daughter and, and will always have room for dessert. I saw her eating dessert. This is so true. Welcome to Meet the Mentor, Samantha. Thank you, Dr. Bill. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So let's get right into it. How did you decide that you wanted to produce movies? I think it was decided for me. Ever since I was a little girl, I always was borrowing my the family camcorder. I always had a camera in my hands. I was always forcing my siblings to put on shows and directing them and telling them what to do for all of my school projects. When it was a book report, I would ask, can I make this a video instead? It was just my calling from a really young age. And, you know, my mom immigrated from the Soviet Union and she leaned on film and television to teach her how to speak English. And so movies and TV were a really big part of my life growing up. And I just, I always had my sights set on doing something in the film industry ever since I was a little girl. So tell me what you did educationally to kind of prepare yourself for all this. Well, in high school, I actually had the chance to take filmmaking classes, which I know is not commonplace, but I was really, really lucky to do so. And I, I didn't even know that there was such a thing as, as film school until I started doing research in high school, because I thought maybe I should go into journalism or communications. And then I found out that, no, you can do so much more than that. There are a bunch of film schools out there. So I started working on scripts, I started writing, I started directing, I started making all these movies in order to submit them to schools across the nation. And, you know, I had my sights set on USC film school um, and I thought there was no way I'd ever get in no matter how great my grades were, how great my test scores were, but lo and behold, it happened. So um, going to USC film school really was, was the thing to help me get started. So at USC's film school, you graduate, and I know it's a really, really competitive field. How did you kind of get your foot in the door? Um, yeah, it is really competitive. I just did as much outreach as I could, and sometimes the opportunities just find you. USC is great at helping, you know, with internships. I did a lot of internships. Um, throughout the four years that I was there and I got to read scripts and I would always take home a pile of scripts and one time I was on the plane reading and I sat next to somebody who was working on Entourage the TV show and he needed a babysitter for his three-year-old daughter and I was a college kid who needed money and it was just sometimes chance meetings like that that would lead me from one thing to the next you know outside of the school helping place me in, in certain internships. And then once you had one internship, you just kind of formed a relationship and asked for help for the next one. And it really is, a lot of it is just asking for help. Yeah, and you know what, for people who really aren't clear, you know, like what's a director versus what's a producer, can you kind of describe what you do as a producer and how that differs from a director? 
Sure. There's all different kinds of producers. The type of producing that I do is really focused on creative producing. So I'm the one who is reading scripts. I read, you know, tons of scripts a week and try to identify something that my uh, partner who is a director would like to direct. And so I basically start from inception, from reading the script um, and building the project. So if, if we love the script, but we need a new writer, we put a new writer on, we have to cast the entire movie. We put all the cast members on, we have to crew the movie. There's, you know, a thousand people that it takes to make a movie, everything from a production designer to a cinematographer, you put all that together. You need a really good score. You need a really good soundtrack. You throw all the music together. And everybody's coming to you that entire time with all of their problems. So you're constantly putting out fires and trying to help people and, you know, helping them do their job every day, all the while approving all the decisions along the way. And then once we finish shooting the movie, we have to edit it. So I sit in editorial with the director and the editor and watch the movie over and over again as we kind of figure out the, the pieces that work, what's not working. Um, and then we finally release it. And then I get to help with the entire marketing campaign and figuring out like, what's the best 30 second commercial or what's the best 10 second YouTube ad. So my job really runs the gamut. I, I get to do a little bit of everything, which is the best part of it. You know what? It sounds like you produce a movie. Yeah. That's why you're a producer. I mean, it's, it makes sense, right? Yeah. And other producers that fund and this and that and the other thing but you know i think what you do sounds like so much more fun what would you say was like your big break into the industry um you know my my first job taught me a lot i worked at a management company and i had a boss that was really specific and demanded a lot of me but it wasn't until my next job working at Warner Brothers Studios that really felt like my big break because my boss there was a really kind, wonderful mentor. And he leaned, I, he allowed me to lean on him and introduce me to as many of his colleagues as possible. And it was really taking all of those individual meetings and creating those relationships that I, I lean on today to, to help, you know, build all the movies out. Of all the projects that you've done to date, which one would you say you're kind of most proud of? That's a tough question because it's like picking a favorite kid. You're not supposed to have a favorite. Um, yeah, you know, I, <laughs> I, I love the Lego Batman movie because I, I didn't know a thing about animation um, going into it. And I promised Chris McKay, the filmmaker, I said, don't worry, I'm going to learn how to do animation. And I was lucky enough that I proved him right. But then I also really love our, our most recent movie, The Tomorrow War, because it was by far and away the biggest movie I'd ever done. And I, it took me all over the world. I got to go to Iceland. I lived in Atlanta. Um, and, and working at that high level, that level of exposure was really neat. What was the budget on that? That was around $155 million. Oh my, it was so beautiful. And so, you know what blows me away is I go to a movie and I see a really bad movie. I'm like, how can you spend $100 million and make something that just stinks? 
but you guys made a masterpiece. It just like every minute of the movie was just moving and fun and entertaining. And it was exactly what you wanted to see. It was awesome. Yeah. I remember the, the feeling that I got when I read that script, I was so excited to share it with Chris and to say, dude, this has got to be your next movie. And, and the, and, and, and the CGI on that had to be a huge part of the budget, all those aliens and stuff. Yeah. Well, we have an incredible VFX supervisor, Jamie Price, who had an awesome vision and we had an amazing illustrators and that conceptualized the white spike. And, you know, it was a lot of people working together with, you know, Weta, which is one of the most incredible houses in the world. And so it was just a combination of all all the right people, but the, the dedication that it took to making the white spike what it was, you know, hours and hours pouring over every single detail, the texture, the skin, right. the teeth, the nails, you know. It was awesome. Okay, so if you could kind of like wave a magic wand and make your dream movie, what genre would that be? And, and, and you know, because I, I know one day you will make it, but like give us a, a preview of what we're going to see. Well, honestly, I would throw it back to, to the eighties. I really growing up in, in the suburbs of Chicago was a John Hughes girl at heart. So if I could go back and, you know, do some sort of Ferris Bueller's day off type of movie, that's exactly what I would go for. That would be awesome. If you need a cameo of a dentist in there. Yeah, I know. I'm already thinking about how to put you into the next one. So tell me about your upcoming movie. Um, the next one is going to be Renfield, and it's essentially a story about Dracula's familiar, or Dracula's assistant, the person that assists him during daylight hours. And Renfield has been working for Dracula for centuries and centuries, and he kind of has this realization that he's got the world's worst boss, and he can't work for him anymore. So... Um, it's, it's a, the story of, of their relationship. And it's definitely going to be an action movie. It's definitely going to be a horror movie. But the conceit of it underneath will also allow it to be a comedy. And I think what Chris is great at is combining, you know, a bunch of genres, a bunch of tones, and, and always doing something unexpected and special. So I, this one means a lot to me. I think it's going to be great. So how can Renfield stay awake and be in daylight and live forever like a Dracula, like a vampire? Dracula gives him special powers. Oh, of course. Yeah. I have the same powers. I'm about 150, by the way. No way. Yeah. I mean, Dracula you do have special powers. You've got a glow. <laughs> so... Tell me what your favorite, favorite, favorite part of what you do is, and then your least, least, least favorite part of what you do. Um, I'll, I'll answer in reverse. My least favorite part is having to say no. You know, I get a lot of submissions. I get a lot of pitches and we can't do it all. And there's just stuff that sometimes doesn't speak to our creative sensibilities. We audition a lot of actors, you know, and only one gets the role. So having to pick up the phone and say to somebody, you know, I'm really sorry, but your client's not getting this job is for sure the least favorite part of my job. I, I really dislike that. Um, the, my favorite part is 
helping, you know, people come to me when they need something and I do everything that I can to be able to help them help the movie, help solve a problem and, and also bringing people together. I, I love to be able to, you know, bring the entire crew together when we do have a problem and figure out how to, you know, how to solve it. Every, every idea counts and all everybody's experience really helps kind of, you know, pave the, the way forward. And so being able to be solution oriented and helpful and bringing people together is what I love the most about my job. That's awesome. So if I'm a student watching this and I really want to go into producing, can you kind of give me a little bit of a roadmap as to, you know, what you think would be the best path to take for the greatest chance for success? Yeah, you know, I think that if there is an option to go to some sort of filmmaking school, that is a great path forward. Um, if that's not an option and you're interested in, in college just in general, I think you can kind of do any any major that you, you like and still end up uh, in, in filmmaking and producing. But I think there's a lot of homework that you can do on your own. It's, you know, watching, watching films, not only that are interesting to you, but maybe also that are not as interesting to you. When I was younger, I used to only pay attention to movies that I really liked. And I wish that I had taken the time to open myself up a little bit and to watch some foreign films or to watch films in a genre that was, you know, unfamiliar to me or, you know, not, not as exciting to me because all of those experiences kind of help build your brain into being able to do any type of movie. Because when you're working in this industry, you don't always get to do what you love. It is at the end of the day, a job and you're tasked out with a bunch of stuff. And so there are sometimes assignments that I have from my boss that I dread just as much as I, I love. And then I think also paying attention to who's making the movies. I think the media does a really good job of putting all of the actors in the spotlight, but there is a huge amount of crew that it takes to make every single movie. So pay attention to the production designer, to the cinematographer, pay attention to the director, to the writer, figure out what else they're doing, you know, try to kind of pick people's work that you like and, and watch a few of their films to really get a sense and a taste. And I think the more that you can just build out your knowledge on your own, it'll really help you be prepared for going into it um, as a profession. And the other thing is cold email people. It's really easy to track down contact info on the internet now. If something speaks to you, reach out because more often than not, people are willing to you know, spend 15 minutes on the phone with you or on a Zoom with you to answer a couple of questions. And um, I think it just, it never hurts to, to reach out to people because you never know where it'll get you. This, this town is really a lot about relationships and connections. And um, the earlier that you can build those, the better off you'll be for the future. That's really great advice. So let's say, you know, you came from some small suburb of some, you know, place in America, you really didn't have access to, to, to go to a, a high school like you did where you were able to do film production. And then, you know, you just go to a regular four-year college, maybe you take journalism or writing or 
whatever you're an English major. And then you graduate school, you say, you know what, I really want to be a producer. You know, how do you even get internships? Like, where would you even start? Well, definitely the internet is a great place to look. I think that there's a bunch of initiatives right now. Ryan Reynolds just started an initiative with his company trying to help place people in internships and and, um, uh, in jobs. Um, The agencies, the big agencies, CAA, UTA, WME, you know, those people are always looking for assistance for, you know, people to work in the mail room. Um, it's, It's really just a matter of that, you know, getting your your foot in the door. And I think a lot of it is doing your own research and being resourceful and, and reaching out to people. Maybe you didn't go, you know, whatever university it is, you know, try figuring out who the alumni are. There's usually somebody that went to your school that works in the industry. Find a connection, find like, you know, something that's like-minded between you and these people. And, um, and, and, Usually people are really willing to help, but I think it's just all about believing in yourself and taking that chance first. That's awesome. If students want to contact you directly, is there a way they can do that? Like on Instagram or website? Yeah, my, my Instagram is not the best spot, but I am on Twitter at Samantha Niss. So I'm happy to hear from anyone. I, I love helping. Helping is a big part of my job, but it's also a favorite pastime of mine. So if you guys have questions, feel free to reach out. I'm happy to do anything I can. Happy to try to connect you with someone else. Um, but, you know, you're just at the beginning and this world is a really awesome place and you're going to end up achieving stuff that's beyond your wildest dreams. Trust me, because... 16 year old Samantha, if I told 16 year old Samantha, everything I've done, I I would never have believed it. What would you say is your biggest secret to success? Uh, Kindness. You just, there is no reason to not to treat everybody with kindness. It really goes a long way. That's really great. I mean, yeah, because at the end of the day, it's all about relationships and And that's such an important part. So we do a segment at Leap, which is one of my favorite things to do, which are like mini TED Talks, where we have in one hour, we'll have three 20-minute speakers. I would love to sign you up for that. So hopefully you'll be available this summer and you can come to Leap as a TED Talk um, professional and, uh, and meet some of the kids in person, which is also awesome. I would love nothing more. Yeah, making those connections would be great. That would be so fun. I appreciate you even inviting me. Oh, my pleasure. Well, Samantha, thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time. You're awesome. I'm so incredibly proud of you and for you with the career that you've had. I, too, feel like my career has exceeded every expectation I ever imagine. And it's so sweet and fun to meet somebody who feels the same way. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for the opportunity. Great to meet you guys. Dr. Bill, over and out. To learn more about the Leap Foundation, go to leapfoundation.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash leapfoundation or on Instagram at leapfoundation. Listen to the Meet the Mentor podcast with Dr. Bill Dorfman on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, 
Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.